0: Fellas, fellas, and the ladies. <laughs> um, we are here. Uh, again, we've been away for a minute, but we got a special guest today. I love when people stop by the facility. My man, John Peabody. is actually our first time, me and you actually getting to spend some time together yes, you know, on social media. We've had a little bit of time, um, but uh, just kind of interaction. So I'm kind of excited just to you know learn more about you. Um, I've been consuming and you know, grabbing videos you've been posting for years. Um, you know, and we've kind of built a relationship over that, you know, just over through social media. So I think it would be cool. I like I like that uh you had some time to sneak out here to Vegas. It needs to happen more often now, you know?
1: Absolutely, no, it does. Um, but no, I love it. I appreciate you uh opening up the doors and showing me the facility, beautiful facility, man. If you're out there in Vegas got to come by and, and check you out for sure. But yeah, I look forward to chopping it up.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So why don't you kind of just let people know, um, kind of your uh, story of kind of just playing and what that looked like for you. Um, I'm just also interested as well, like, um, and, and just kind of just walk through what your journey looked like.
1: I had a unique journey to be honest. Um, I'm in Vegas, so I'm not going to sit here and call myself the first Bryce Harper, but <laughs> I guess, I guess I'm about to. So, um, I grew up uh, kind of a single family. My mom passed away when I was young mm. in second grade, so it was just me and my uh, me and my two me and my little brother, my older brother, and then my dad kind of drove us out from New York uh, to California. Um, retired garbage man, so mm. you know, similar, you know, didn't have everything growing up. Had to mm-hmm. work for for what we had. Um, but that being said, moved out to California when I was twelve or eleven. Um, gravitated towards. Actually, had a hard time getting on the baseball field. Um, Kind of you know how the travel ball is um it wasn't as bad as it was now as far as mm-hmm. kind of the psychoness but yeah like i showed up in like october and they were like yeah you know we got the team set up so mm. um my it alternative, was expensive
0: back then too you know to play club ball like it wasn't the cheapest you know yeah. never unless you were a dude yeah and i didn't you know we didn't know <laughs> anybody you know it was literally yeah. i was
1: like a kid from new york my dad showed up with some hardcore brooklyn accent asking, like <laughs> yo i got some you know here's my son who wants yeah. to play baseball you know so yeah. people he actually ended up walking up to Jay Schrader, the mm. uh, old quarterback for the Raiders and the okay. Redskins. That's right. I knew the name sounded familiar. Um, you know, He was like, yeah, dude, You know, we don't have a place. So I went to go play basketball like in middle school, and uh, one of the kids was like, yo, come play basketball on our basketball team. So I was always a bigger kid. So I started playing basketball, and one of the kids on the basketball team, his daddy's playing the big leagues. So he was like, hey, dude, we got a baseball team. Come play for us. Mm. And sure enough, that was the team that kind of played jay schrader's team all the time so mm. you know we grew up playing every sunday we didn't have to play tournaments it was kind of just you know yeah one lo- one one area versus the other area yeah and then uh yeah it was kind of one of his bigger mistakes that he said that he made so that was a good thing um so yeah i came out here when i was 12 tried to play some baseball uh figured it out um actually to the bryce harper thing i ended up being i want to say i was the first nationally ranked 12 year old baseball player ever um Mm. growing up it was always like little league world series was kind of yeah the thing the thing right so sean Burroughs was kind of at least in my household was was known as you know the best little league player ever Mm -hmm. um so i can't say that i was or i wasn't but from from what i know i was the first nationally ranked 12 year old player ever so Mm. um yeah started off at number one nationally ranked 12 year old at 12. uh i was like 87 88 Mm. 89 whatever it was at 12 years old um Coincidentally, ended up going to Rancho Bernardo High School, which was the number one team in the country, kind of known as the factory, in, you know, in the baseball world as far as high school stuff goes. So played there as a as a 14 year old freshman. Was like 93 as a freshman. Um, game was super easy, so I kind of, you know, I worked hard at it, but didn't work as hard as I should have. Hard uh, as should have mm-hmm. at it. You know, fast forward senior year, you know, I'm 17 and I'm, you know, 91, 92. So, you know, the progression from 93 as a 14 year old to 92 as a 17 year old (laughs) didn't quite pan out. So, uh, you know, did the whole high school thing. Um,
0: were you one of those kids that, uh, like matured pretty quick? Like, did you have a pretty physical body at a younger age? Yeah. I was
1: slam dunking at, and you know, at 12 years old. I was wow. like dunking on a 10 foot rim. Yeah. That's wild. Um, you know, two hands cause I yeah. couldn't grip a ball. Yeah. Um, You know, it was like a six, seven runner. And at the time, like if you ran a six, five, you were a freak. So yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. could run, could do all that stuff. Mm. Um, You know, could hit switch if I wanted to, but mm. didn't do it because I was the best 12 year old in the country. So mm. why would I ever, you know, yeah. Fail at doing something I wasn't good at. So yeah. Um, that was kind of the world that I grew up in was like an area code, player as you know made the area code team as a 14 year old mm-hmm. throwing 92 and then did it again obviously as a area you know. codes
0: that's 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 the throwback i remember the area codes you know it's
1: still yeah. a thing it's you yeah. know now they have underclass and all this stuff yeah but back when they had back you know, then it was like the yeah was, if you
0: didn't know yeah back then it was you, know, you played in area codes it was legit yeah, it was me was,
1: and delman young were the were the 14 year olds there oh cool it was yeah like, all right, he was the one one yeah and then 10th you know, rounder me Yeah, so, uh, yeah. So yeah, there's you know that's you know it's a big part of the reason why I coach is because I had you know that upbringing as as a younger player and again I played with so many players whether it was through the high school ranks or through the pro ranks to see kind of how the the ranking process works per se and, yeah. and what it really means if you want to say that. So um you know that's a big part of it, is to kind of help maximize guys potential and to not keep them in check but just to let them understand kind of the way things work and what what what's important what's not important and stuff like that so um from there i went to the pirate ended up getting hurt actually my senior year
0: Mm.
1: it was like a third to fifth rounder Mm. didn't play my last month ended up being a 10th round draft pick um
0: were they worried about what what injury did you have
1: uh, they actually were worried that i broke my ankle Mm. and i didn't break my ankle at all i actually had like completely I, I needed reconstructive ankle surgery from you know, i never got oh, into got exactly it. what i yeah told you're her. like fix it i was 17 yeah <laughs> i was yeah. like reconstructive fix ankle I can get surgery so something. it sounds bad yeah um, for sure i got three zippers so we ended up mm. doing all that became like an athlete went from an athletic outfielder to not such an athletic first baseman mm. um and then didn't hit the way I could hit, you know, didn't hit the way I hit in, in high school as far a power yeah. go. So, yeah, I was because uh, you
0: guys were going that, that was before because uh, I'm a, I'm it has to be because BB courts didn't come around till yeah, not later this was on. like yeah. now.
1: If you if you if you were to ask kids like, hey, dude, you want to swing a hot bat, they would be swinging the bass at I was probably swinging in high school o two o three maybe like the orange stealth that we missed, yeah, but, yeah, you know, the triple sevens, the hundred percent, you know, the red yeah. lines and all that. Stuff. I
0: always think it's crazy to think back that they had like you know, those uh, uh, people have a diff- bunch of different names for them. We used to call them Bessers out here. Uh, we just said, yeah, yeah, Bessers is like, yeah, the Besser uh, with a drop five back then was crazy. My right. My
1: freshman year was 99-2000, mm. um, and we were swinging minus five. So my freshman yeah. year, we were everyone was swinging to minus Scary. five. Scary.
0: Now yeah. that you think about that, I mean, like imagine somebody like Stanton or somebody like that with a drop five. Better, it's, just like, it's unreal. It's insane to think about. But that's why they changed it too. Is like people were getting hit in the head and like yeah. dying and stuff. It's 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 a wild thing to think about. But anyways, yeah, that's a it's a big jump to go from swinging you know bats like that to then going to a wood bat. Was like there was a massive you know difference of how you how you play uh, between the two for sure. And we all trained.
1: We always trained with wood. Yeah, um, that's true. You know, all that's the true. better players, you know. You know, we always hit. We actually had area
0: codes. Was was that Woods or no? Yeah, yeah. yeah that oh, was there wood you go. I, I thought um, they were Woods. Yeah. But
1: even in our high school team, again, dude, like, fuck, like,
0: yeah, first rounder, first rounder, first rounder everywhere. Yeah. Um. That's cool because even now, there's still a bunch of programs that don't swing wood in high school. I always we always tell all our guys coming in. It's like swinging wood is you know again they're swinging uh, we we still use their like game bats at certain times like up in progressions or again machines or something like that but like definitely like we swing i grew up like as soon as i went to the academy it was like wood everything was wood
1: well we had the you know the lacrosse team was in right field and the other team was in left field so i was yeah. like Dude, you guys are going to kill people so it's sure. either swing the wood bat or don't swing for like, sure but yeah it was still yep heads up yeah so <laughs>
0: yeah so you went so that transition uh from uh you know, you because you went, uh, you went straight out of high school, huh? Yeah. So when you went straight out of high school, tenth round, um, did you have no, uh, did no part of you? Because I know you said that you thought you were gonna go earlier. Did you think about turning that down and going no. to school? You're no, like, I'm I was
1: gone. Uh, I was one again. I'm twelve years old, like best player in the world. Like yeah. I'm gonna be a big leaguer when I'm 22. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. No, it's like, okay, I'm yeah. a tenth rounder, I'll get paid. It doesn't yeah. matter. I'm gonna yeah. make my millions and yeah. you know, in, in the big leagues, just yep. give me four years and I'll get there. So mm-hmm. I never thought about it. And school wasn't my thing, like
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, I was it was like, Oh, you're not the dumb kid, but you just don't try hard kids. Yeah, so, I get you. Yeah, it's uh, thing.
0: Was the uh uh you had did you have um some schools like after you though that were trying to get uh, did you sign or did you just tell Yeah, you no, play? I
1: had. A, I was committed to go to San Diego State. Oh, okay. Um, so you but, were committed. You just, yeah, you just yeah. knew you weren't going to go. That was yeah. the thing. Like, you need your leverage. And I was like, what yeah. is yeah. leverage? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I, is, I was yeah. committed to go to play for Tony <laughs> sure. Gwynn, the best yeah. You know the best hitter ever. Yeah. And I was 17 when I signed. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like, hey, dude, like you're hurt, you're 17, and you're committed to go play for Tony Gwynn. Maybe you're worth extra. It was like, yeah. you are what you are, yeah. and this is what we are going to give you, and you're either going to take it or you're going to leave it. yeah. Like I said, I didn't care. So I just took it. Yeah. Didn't even argue. It was like first offer took it. Like I was like Let's that play. mentality. Like I wanted the pirates to think that like, you know, back in the day, Oh, remember when this kid signed, he mm-hmm. took the first offer. Mm-hmm. It's like stupid. Man. Yeah. <laughs> stupid.
0: <laughs> it just is. I get it. I so then, so, uh, much. so when you got in, uh, so you got in, when you, you went, what was the, um, yeah, take us through that kind of that journey of like pro ball and how that played, you know, with, Love well, it wasn't fun,
1: man. I was hurt all the time. Like it started off hurt, and you know the whole can't make the club in the tub thing, and like you know struggled physically. And then by that time, you know you start to struggle mentally because mm-hmm. you know you're you're, you're trying not used to, make to failing. Up. Yeah, you're, you're, trying, you're not yeah. used to failing. You're trying to make up for what you didn't do last year. Mm. You got new, you know, you know in the back of your mind, you got new people coming you know, you got coaches that have never seen you who don't know who you are, you know, there's all these things going on that you're trying to prove yourself per se. And, um, so the mental start started bugging out and then the physical start, you know, as far as, you know, I was a big drive the ball, you know, mm. you know try to hit home runs. That's what I was there for was to, was to hit home runs. And then, you know, you do that and, you know, coaches telling you like, oh, you know, you can't try to hit home runs, you know, you got to try to you know, let the ball get deep, take, you know, hit the ball with your knob, you know, mm. hit ground balls to second base and right or wrong, you know, whatever it was, I just, you know, I just did whatever I was told. And I'm sure that like, as far as posture and mm. path goes, there were definitely some things that I could have cleaned up, but mm. just the message for me, as far as that stuff goes, wasn't, wasn't clear. And like I said, yeah. I don't think I did a good job as a, as a player kind of asking why I should do things. Yeah. And
0: well, and that, and that to be fair, I mean, at the time, like that was, it you, you it that wasn't what you did, you know, no. it just wasn't what you did. Um, it was a, you know, a respect thing of like there was this at this point it was like uh, at authority. It's like someone has this job or whatever, like you know you are gonna do what they tell you to do, Absolutely. Uh, not asking any questions. Where that has changed dramatically in pro ball now, um, where like everybody has their own hitting coaches, everybody has their own things outs- outside, and then now the hitting coach is trying to like, hey, who do you hit with? Like right. who do you normally? And it's like a very different uh different perspective which i think is you know there's goods and bads within all of that because i know i've also been on the opposite side of guys that are a lot less coachable because they're just you know they don't want to listen to anything and i know that some pro coaches can struggle with that but again just to add some context there at that time it's just like you you didn't you did what they asked you to do. you did yeah, that was and it or you're gone or you're and gone. and and
1: they just i think one thing i try to do as a coach is i try to let guys know why they're doing it yeah. Before they do it anyway. This way, sure. they don't even have to ask the question. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and I
0: mean? it is their career. You know, like, I, I, and just like you're saying, like, the same thing, like, that's your career, right? Like, you busted your ass your whole life to get that opportunity yep. um, and to be there. And so, like, that's a lot of times I tell guys as well. It's like, look, like, I'm not going to make you do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Either you want to do these things. Here's a suggestion I have for you. This is what I would recommend. But at the end of the day, like, this is your career. You know, you could do it or don't do it or do the 10 drills that you like or, Whatever, but at the end of the day, like, you know, you're paying me. so.
1: That's how I try to start off my lessons. Is, yeah. is like when I, when I first meet guys, it's like, hey, you know, you don't have to do anything I tell you outside of here. You know, we're going to try to do things that are logical. We're going to try to do things that the best hitters do, and we're going to try to affect your ball flight in a better way. And if yeah. we find something that checks all three of those boxes, cool. whether it comes from me, your mom, yeah. yourself. We all want you to hit. We, like, you, should, you should do it. For sure. And it's up to you to kind of communicate to me, you know, what you're thinking what you're feeling yeah and help me kind of keep you on track and you know we'll go from there so for sure for sure that's my way of kind of opening up to my guys and letting them know like hey you know i appreciate you coming here and i'm going to help you but i'm not going to tell you how to stand in the box yeah i'm not going to tell you how to you know and i will to an extent but it's not a cookie cutter thing as far as for sure
0: this is what a peabody yeah they all look like. like this or they all do this for sure exactly so so when you were um, kind of connecting those dots as well so when you're you're kind of playing um how many years did uh were you there before you know and then how did that kind of wrap up that part of part of your life
1: um i was there for about
0: four four and a half years mm. um okay so you were like what
1: like 20 22 so i signed at 17 yeah um yeah so it was 22
0: 17 that's crazy yeah yeah that's how i was in college i can't imagine being in pro ball like that yeah. anyways yeah yeah proceed.
1: and that's the other part of it where it's like there's a lot of not just like how do you get good grades, but like life. Yeah, yeah, just that. So being away
0: from home and traveling and not making ton- like no money. I like tell guys mm-hmm. all the time like that 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 five hour flight from California to Florida is a lot different than that five four hour
1: drive from California to Arizona. Yeah, the, the the anxiety and just the the weirdness that it brings to certain people, and yeah. I was one of them. Yeah, uh, was different. But yeah. for me, I what I. <laughs> I Tom Prince, one of my favorite coaches, and, and 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 I had I had awesome communicators as coaches. I will say that, um, you know, sometimes I shit on the Pirates as far as, you know, the instruction and some yeah. of the way that they taught, but yeah. some of the way that they communicated and Tom Prince in particular was 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 truly amazing. And there was times where we kind of like I knew my role was like I played three days out of six, you mm-hmm. know, I played four days out of out of seven, and if for some reason like I was supposed to be in line, but I wasn't mm-hmm. like there was communication there. Tom would always say, Hey dude, you know, this yeah. is what's going on. Yada, yada, yeah. yada. And he was really the first guy to kind of have that type of communication with me. Yeah. So, you know, just kind of communicating with him, kind of opened up my eyes to like, kind and of that's how, big. how coaches should be.
0: I think, uh, Calabello, uh, posted about that the other day about guys, you know, like guys struggling or whatever. And someone just yanks them out of the lineup, you know, next day. And like what that does psychologically to a hitter where it's like, if I don't get a hit right now, like he's, he's benching me or he's doing this or doing those other things or, you know, he's not going to stick with me. Um, And I think like you're saying, like, just to put emphasis on what you're saying there, it's like that communication's really important of, Hey, this is, you know, where my head's at with you. You know, you know, we're always on the same page. Um, I know that, you know, this is normally your day, X, Y, Z. Um, how big that can be for hit hitter you know throughout a season you know it could be big
1: and i was already going through it anyway it's like you know i tell guys all like mccutcheon's probably one of the best players i've he's pr- probably the best player i've ever stepped on a field with him and john Allarood, you know you could argue which one's a better hitter as far as you know that i have played with yeah um yeah
0: he just did you did you uh get to spend a good amount of time with him yeah McCutche? me and
1: Kutch, like we would go play basketball after. So we'd have our one o'clock game at the GCL and then we'd be playing basketball at the, you know, me. And he seems like a cool ass dude. He's he's a real one. Yeah. Um, You know, I tell guys all the time, like, you know, if you could steal something, that's something I'll ask you Mm -hmm. is, you know, out of all the pro guys that you've you've been around, What would you, uh, what would you steal, and if, if you could steal one of one thing from them and be able to give it to your to your son, mm. you know what what would that thing be? Mm-hmm. And and for me, it's Andrew McCutcheon's ha- uh, hand speed, mm-hmm. or John Allarood's uh, John Olerud's ability to never take a bad swing. Like I watched John Allarood swing, I play, probably played against him twenty games, mm. and not one time in, mm. did I see him take a bad swing. While I was yeah. sitting there hitting two. 30
0: yeah no Uh, i think it's funny i I said that to uh one of these guys i was playing uh junior college with at the time he stroked for us like crushed and i was i remember like telling him i remember uh telling him just like dude even when you strike out it looks good right and and at the time i didn't i didn't understand why you know it was just like but dude everything you do like even when you strike out it looks good like Mm -hmm. even when you ground out it looks good even when and i think about that like with trout now right when he swings and misses you're like Dude, <laughs> it's just like, you know, he's still like, I did that with, uh, I went and saw uh, a Torkelson play uh, when I was at I uh, went to, uh, when he was playing at Fullerton, um, they were playing out there. And so I went and watched him play. I'm like, you know, this guy's going to be, you know, how often do you see a guy like that come, you know, it's, it's like the last guy to be the hit his level of good, probably out of out of college like that. I was like, maybe like Bryant or like somebody like, you know, just kind of like that on that prestige, like of level. And even two, I still think Torkelson would probably be even better then Brian we'll see how it plays out but like uh like he struck out 3 times i think when i went to that game and every at bat i'm like dude this guy's legit yeah. like every single time and then the next day he hit 3 jacks so so,
1: so what is it yeah. about what would you steal from him one thing what would you steal is it is
0: Torkelson? um i think when i kind of look at him he reminded me a lot of a mixture between miggy and trout like he had when i was watching like kind of his move like to isolate it to a certain thing and i, I say like um uh, like efficiency okay. like he just did so little so right? body efficiency yeah just like how he moved it was so little to create so much um and it's like so repeatable and so efficient it's a lot of what uh, i'm saying with all the yeah and it was just like always good swings right like yep. um and then also, too, like, and again, I always say with these guys, like, it's hard to, like, grab one thing because, like, if he just had that, that'd be one thing. But even, too, like, right? He struck out three times that day. Like, every time he came up, you would think he's going to hit a jack. Right. His, bo- his, his body language was like that when he walked to the plate. Like, it's just, like, he knew he was a dude, and it didn't matter. Like, in pregame, you could tell. he's like you know, he's the best player on the field. Like, you could just watch just how he moves, right? It's like even him at first baseman's Like, first basemans don't move like you. Right. Like, he moved like a third baseman, you know, or, or a guy that, you know, could play middle infield for a lot of different teams, and, like, he's at first base. And then um, he was just so efficient, um, and it's he, just how he carried himself. And then, like, again, like, the next day, like, he went he went 0 for 3 with three strikeouts and a, and a, and a flyout the day I was there, and the next day, it's, you know, like, three for four with, like, three jacks, or I think he might have been four (laughs) four for four with three jacks and a double, so it was, it was a stupid, you know, uh, game I have to go back and pull up, but I remember, like, he hit multiple hormones the next day, and I was just like, man, I was just there yesterday, and it's crazy, like, you know, again, just wasn't affected, he just, like, knew he was that guy. So, I
1: think, I think when you really, like, ask that question, and you get different answers, you really start to see what What's really important when it comes to the swing, and mm. and, and maybe That's what, a good question. what certain absolutes really might be, because yeah. like I said, I mean, I was just asked you the same question, you kind of gave me the same answer as far yeah. as I have, right? So, yeah. you'll see a lot of things kind of stand out as far as, you know, what what do the best hitters in the world really do? Mm. And clearly, if being efficient, being able to control your body. Mm. To take a good swing is yeah. is, is one of them. And so I,
0: and, I, and I think when, like, to, to your point as well of being like, okay, well, he never takes a bad swing. Well, okay, well, what does that take into that, right? Like, he's got to be – it's got to be repeatable, right. right? That means he's taking good swings all the time. That's got to be repeatable, okay? So if it's repeatable and he's doing these things all the time, um, well, it's hard to repeat something that's not efficient as well, right? If I – it's like a one-off. Like, right. it's not very efficient, but he got the job done. Okay, well, his swing looks – there's a lot of variance in a swing in the X, Y, and Z. Right. But like I, I said this when I went to uh, ABCA and we used to talk about this, uh, me and Eugene used to talk about this all the time. It's like, if you close your eyes, like you can see King Griffey Jr. Swing, mm-hmm. you close your eyes, you can see Mike Trout swing in your head. Right. Cause it's the same, right? right? Like, don't be wrong. There's obviously slight variance in every single swing that a guy takes. Right. But there's not major variance. Right. Right. And so, uh, those guys that are really good, you know, and how they move and how consistent they are, like, you know, again, just it's just big in that same way and it, it speaks to like their efficiency yeah, it's amazing um, that silhouette
1: how, how consistent that little silhouette is that's mm-hmm. a good way of thinking about it
0: yeah and and they uh i gave the example of this is like when um on base U uh did that little 3d skeleton model that they put out a couple of years ago and everybody was like that's mike trout right like no face none of those things <laughs> like that's Mike Trout, 1,050%. Like that is Mike Trout. And they literally had to take it down because the organization was like, hey, this this is going to uh, be uh, a problem with our contract that we have with you guys of not releasing people's data. Like everybody knows that that's Mike Trout. And then right. they did it this year with uh, Trevor Story. And I was like, that's Trevor Story, <laughs> right? And it's just like immediately with it, right? And it's just like how, again, like how consistent those moves are where it's like, again, if you showed me, you know, uh, even like. You know minor leaguers to some degree. It's like just the greats are just like the same, right? Like so the same um, on you know how consistent their moves are over and over and over and over again. It's crazy.
1: So to get back to the original,
0: yeah. Sorry, like, we got off track there. Yeah, no. Yeah.
1: Um, I ended up Prince asked me to like, hey dude, let's go for let's go for a foot race. So I was mm. like, all right, no problem. I'll kick your ass real quick. <laughs> sure enough, I lost in a fucking foot race to Tom damn. Prince, who was a catcher in the fucking big leagues for 20 years. So I'm like, damn my time is numbered. I'm going like to sit here and soak as <laughs> much what, in he as was, possible. He had to be
0: what, what at, the, at that he was time? Like 42. Yeah. And, and again, he's,
1: you know, he's greenied up and all yeah. that, but yeah. Still. You know, he's a 42 year old man. I just yeah. caught in the big leagues for 20 years. and yeah. he's Beating me in a race. So I was like, all right, my future is, 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 is grim here. So, and between the playing time, you know, was like, dude, it's just not there. So yeah, ended up getting released. Um, I was like, dude, I can either go play in like, the middle of nowhere to go play in, like, what was the Wally Backman, that Peanuts League or whatever Mm -hmm, it was called. mm -hmm. I was, like, going to go play for the Macon team, Mm -hmm. like, Plantier. Um, And I was like, dude, I don't really feel like going to Macon, Georgia, to go, like, By that to the game was, like, a business to me at that time. And I'm like, bro, this is brutal. Yeah, I'm going to go there and suck, and it's going to be – and I gave a lesson. I was like, yeah, dude, I made some money doing – I was like, bro, I made more money doing this lesson than – and then all of a sudden it just yeah. kind of became a thing. I got married. I was like, let me figure out how to do more of these lessons. And, uh, yeah, and it's, that's kind of the way it's been.
0: Um, when did you end up, uh, um, opening your spot?
1: see. So I don't have a spot. So I started like a Peabody oh, okay. business. Got like, it. I didn't know that. Oh, seven. Yeah. Got so it. I, I float around my, and my idea as, as you know, my business, you know, my, my, my thing is, you know, it's, it's expensive as hell to, to one, you're never gonna own a building in San Diego, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, so that's yeah. you know, for me to pay twenty five percent thirty five just to do lessons is is crazy. Crazy. And when I first started I wasn't obviously that busy. So I was like that's yeah. psycho to even Why? think about doing that. Yeah. And I didn't want to do a batting cage and run a yep. Uh a standard crappy batting cage yeah. where guys came in right yellow it's expensive. balls yeah, yeah. it's just like yeah. i wanted to work with guys yeah so i just figured out how to spend as least little overhead as possible i was doing lessons outside and you know little leagues and which helped me create a bunch of connections and stuff like that that have still benefit me today connections that i made 20 years ago coaching at a, at a local little league and now what i do is i'm at f- now it's at four because I have a cage in my backyard, but um, I'm usually at like three, three to four locations with, you know, kind of spread out within San Diego. So now I have kids literally from, like, I live in Poway. I have kids that live three hours from Poway that come and hit with me at, a, at one location that's kind of like an hour in Temecula. You're, you're familiar mm-hmm, with that. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And now I have kids that live, you know, as far as, you know, the last exit in California next to the border that come and hit with me at, you know, my spot in Miramar over at Canyon side. Cool. So, um, you know, my outreach is, is, is different because of that. Well, that makes sense. I'm,
0: I'm connecting dots in my head now with videos you posted with guys. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that is Canyon side. you are like, Oh yeah. The thing I'd never, I never put it together. Yeah, So and I'm like, there
1: no. about once a week. Yeah. I'm in a place, uh, at five tool, which, yeah. uh, Scott has, you know, you know, Scott, I don't know if you know yep. Scott or talked to Scott. So he owns that. And I'm there once a week. Mm-hmm. I'm at some random little spot. Um, in Temecula once a week, and like I said, now I'm at yeah. my house once a week. So yeah, somebody
0: was just out at uh, uh, we had a lot of teams out there. They're playing in that tournament out there. What's that tournament? The called? Lions
1: tournament. Yeah, yeah. So there's yeah, a couple a lot of teams. Vegas teams come down yeah, there. Yeah,
0: down there and playing right now. And so one of my guys uh, that actually on that academy I was telling you about earlier about, uh, they're down there playing. And he's like, yeah, just hit with your your, your guy Scott over here at Five Tool. Okay. They they hit a, his facility. So I was like, I was like, oh yeah, cool. Because I, I don't, I think. Um, and if you know something different. Like, I do a but, camp, yeah. bro. I'm yeah. Hit you up. Yeah. No, they, uh, they had, um, um, uh, Scott, I can't remember. And it, it I feel bad because, uh, now that I travel so much and I'm and like, especially like ABCA and, you know, like ABCA, it's like wild. Like, right. you know, I'm, there might be. 5,000 people that come up to me at ABCA and then we, we talk and it's like these other things. And so, cause I remember the same thing, right? Like I'd go in like, let's say it was Eugene or let's say it was, you know, somebody like Tim Corbin or somebody I wanted to go talk to right? Like maybe, okay, I get him We talk, right. But it's like, he's probably had 5,000 conversations right. and right. Like you remember his name or you remember your interaction with him, but also too, like sometimes I get overwhelmed, like that other side. And I feel bad because like I'm, um, it's always been important for me, um, to never lose touch you know, would never lose touch. And it's, it's like, I'm on no level of like this prestige of like, Oh, this celeb, this other place or something like that. Right. Like, but also too, in those environments, like how hard it is to like, remember everybody and every interaction and every, you know, these other things. And so I feel bad in the same way, but like, uh, he hit me up. It's like, yeah. I'm like, and so for, uh, Scott, for example, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't remember how much time, you know, like again, but conversations like we've had, I mean, like I've seen them on social media and some of those other things. And I'm such a face guy like right. as well. Like, uh, these guys will tell you like, I'm terrible with names, like so bad with names that literally to the point actually connected with this, you know, when you're in college, you do, um uh, you do, uh, a concussion tests or, you know, anytime you've done it, ever done like a concussion test is in a concussion test. One of the questions they make you do is you have to repeat numbers right. like back to them. Um, And they asked me, they got like to like the third one in and they were like, um, like, are you intentionally trying to fail this test? And I'm like, no, like I'm, I'm just really bad with stuff like that. Like numerics, like names, anything. If you tell me, like, if I meet somebody for the first time, um, I have to either sit there and say their name in my head, like 50 times in a row. And even then now I'm like, I can't. I can't understand all the things that you're saying. Cause I'm so worried about trying to, uh, you know, go with your name. But I think it's because, um, maybe as a hitting coach and this is like, again, completely off topic, but like, I think as a, a hitting coach that my brain, I think it's always like pattern recognition and I'm just watching patterns right. and shapes and I'm over and over and over and over again. And that part of your brain just gets so developed where like I, I tell uh, Cody this, he was like, he was, uh, we were laughing one day and I said, and I, um, and I said, look like, um, I could tell you, if you just show me a silhouette of a hitter, one of our hitters hitting, I'll tell you who it is. But if you go into like, there's people I've trained for two months, right? Like remotely or, you know, we've even had kids get come in here and like, I don't know their name. Right. Right. But when it comes to like, and and I was like, relationship wise, like people were like, oh, like, you know, like their name, like being so important. And I'm like, yeah, but like in my head, it's like getting them results is so important. Like I'm so obsessed with how they're moving and how I can get them to have results, it being, like, that's also my way of being relationship-wise. like Like, how we're interacting, all those things are happening, but it's, like, I, I, for real could be, you know, again, training you for two months and, like, not know your name. And, like, it was, like, that funny story that came out a while ago of, like, you know, Miggy, how he always, you know, calls everybody, like, you know, certain names. Like, he, uh, what does he always call everybody? Um, like, Bud or, like, or... Uh, what it, do you remember that mm-hmm. story? Yeah, so Miggy, Miggy kind of had that story, or Bro, that's what it right. was, or something like that. It's like he just calls everybody Bro, you know. And so and instead, he's like, "There's so many guys, he just didn't mm-hmm. know their names." So it was just <laughs> like Bro, you know. <laughs> and not to affiliate with Miggy, but I understand, yeah, the, nah. you know, like you're, when you're meeting so many people so rapidly um, that you know, my especially with how my brain works, I get so tough with with, with names. But um, in any case, back to back to the other side nah. side off that is. Um, Yeah. So you, um, okay. So you went back uh, that way. And then also too, for a period of time, um, tell me how, like with teams, how that started going. Cause I know, I know that there was some, you know, as you kind of dabbled in that, that side for,
1: yeah, the teams were, it it started off as like the guys that I would do private lessons with Mm -hmm. were like, Hey dude, you know, or actually I started coaching a team. No, it was more of the private lessons, started doing private lessons, kind of built a name and I was like, all right, let me, let me kind of Take these two all-star teams and put them under, you know, Peabody Premier umbrella, right? Yeah. So I started doing that, um, and I did that for a couple of years, and it was great. I loved, you know, kind of getting to know kids a little bit more on yeah. a personal basis, and yeah. and you Probably know, remember their names better un- than me. Unfortunately, I know their parents' names and, mm. s- and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> deal <laughs> better, with that bullshit better than me. <laughs> so, um, you know, I was just deal with little shit like you know i'd have a kid quit because he wanted to go play for you know the team that i am been involved with for like the last six or seven years sure. the san diego show and he's like yeah dude i'm gonna go play for the show i'm like yo dude like what are you doing bro like mm-hmm. and i just got tired of dealing with 12 year olds and 13 year olds quitting because they wanted to be they wanted to go to this tournament or they mm-hmm. wanted to be you know play on you know whatever they you know height yeah. they thought that they had that you know whether they were or they weren't yeah you yeah. know Just tired of kind of figuring out, like, all right, where is my twelfth player now? Yeah, no, it's
0: definitely. I I think that's the thing to notate is, yo, and and again, obviously, if you're a club ball coach, you already know this. This is like what you know, travel ball coach, whatever. You know, you like you, you already know that. Like, yo, you're like a GM, and I didn't make much. Like, I and this was like I had one team, Mm -hmm. right, and I had like
1: eleven or twelve kids. So you don't make like anyone who doesn't know anything about travel ball, like they they assume that travel ball coaches make a bunch of money and, oh yeah and if you have an organization and if you have a club and you have sure ten, fifteen 15 sure. teams you're you know there's someone that's definitely making some money yeah but if if you were like me where you're 22 years old and you were just mm-hmm. basically trying to help yep. kids but at yeah. the same time not waste your time and it
0: was very different back then compared to now too. like now club ball like took over little league like you know like the little league exactly. world series is still Kind of, but, like, it's like, dude, I could probably take you to a tournament here in Vegas, and there'll be way better competition I than the Little Kids. League World Series.
1: Yeah. I, I, I would have to stop my 12-year-old team because of Little League All-Stars. 100%. You know, and that's not yeah. happening now. Yeah, no, no. And, um, again, the Mickey-moniacs, like, yeah. I'm playing Little League All-Stars, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just got tired of dealing with, like, because that 12th player, dude, like, that was kind of my profit was that 12th player. For sure. Like for everything sure. else is going to tournament fees and field fees and paying other coaches, yep. and I'm barely making money. Yeah, and so it's a lot of hours, you know, to actually coach a team. Like, you're barely, when you're doing tournaments, and you're, if you're doing it right, and you're really trying to develop it. Really kids, developing. Like a lot we of hours. say we are, it's it's time, and it's not just time that you're with them. It's time organizing. Mm-hmm. It's talking to parents. Talk, talking to parents. You know, he's upset uniforms. because Johnny's not
0: playing short and X, Y, and Z, and he's batting. You moved him down in the lineup. Stupid and, bullshit 30 yeah, minute whatever.
1: conversations about shit that you shouldn't even be talking about that, that you're having. And it's just like, it just adds up. It adds up. Yeah. So I'm just like, dude, I'm not dealing with this to make this. So I'm just, yeah. let me just stick to my private stuff. And then I was like, you know what? I just got bored of just doing the private stuff. So yeah. I just hit up, you know, kind of my arch rival at the time, the show. And I was like, look, mm-hmm. dude, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to steal players, and I'm not going to like create my own team in like six yeah, months. Like, I'm thing. I'm here to, and I would do lessons with kids, like like some pro guys, and they were like, "Oh, dude, I was playing with the show." Mm-hmm. I was like, and I was coaching there. I, this is when I started coaching with them. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, dude, I was playing with the show, and I was like, dude, that was like maybe six months before I boarded, or a year before mm-hmm. I boarded. And I was like, dude, you know, I just see opportunity that I miss being able to work with guys, yeah, you know, via that program, because cool. I was sitting there trying to. You'd have been like, man, I would have been trying to fight him.
0: I would have coached, yeah, back then with these guys. Exactly, the I'm time. trying to
1: beat him. Where it's like, dude, it's you know. So I was like, you know what? So I just was like, hey, you know, what? let me help you guys can out. beat them, you know, I join think him. I can huh? offer you guys, huh? and it's been great, you know, so I do that. And now that I have my kid who's 10, like I kind of, I don't do as much of the private or as much of the team stuff. I'm kind of there. I do a couple of tournaments throughout the summer and stuff like that. The mm-hmm. rest of it is maybe a guest coaching just to kind yeah. of help some guys out, but just yeah. try to be a dad as much as possible and, um, do as much of the private stuff as much as possible. So.
0: Gotcha. When did, when did the, um, um, social media, thing for you go like again like because again at at the time I know it sounds like when you someone that regularly posts it's like it seems like something casual but like I I saw some stat the other day it's something like 98% of people on social media don't create or really post anything they're just consumers right and it's crazy to think about that on the other end of like when you're actually somebody that's putting out content is creating and doing these other things you know and also too when you started putting out things because that's how I came across your, your stuff was like you know you posting swings and XY and Z and like at the time you know that's just before Twitter you know hitting Twitter or whatever mm-hmm. was like a thing is uh, you kind of got in kind of early yeah. um, so long take me through that kind of like process of um, as you know Twitter kind of started get up and going and, and some of that you know when did that start for you or
1: to your point, I think I, I think you know everyone. You could see when your when your Twitter birthday was, right? Uh-huh. So I think mine yeah. was about 2009, and mm-hmm. I think if you really look at when I started kind of being active on Twitter, it was until like 2015, maybe mm. 2000 2014. Yeah. So for about four or five years, again, I was kind of consuming yep. or just writing down bullshit quotes, like you mm-hmm. know, like you know, whatever. And I still do quotes. I'm not shitting on quotes, but you know, yep. just very plain Jane, ordinary stuff. Yeah. Um, and then again, it was kind of like, all right, well, what else can I do to kind of get other people who don't know who I am to know who I am? Yeah. And that's really was the point for me to Twitter. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going on Twitter to help the world. Like everyone claims to do like, it was, it was a marketing thing for me. For sure. And why people are so afraid to admit that. Yeah, like,
0: like. <laughs> I I think it's funny. I literally, it's crazy. literally you saying that, like some some people like will take a hard time, like especially someone's like, oh, like, you know, of course, I've heard it a billion times, like, oh, self-promoter da da things. And I'm like, yo, Disney is marketing. Pepsi is marketing. Every branding, every company in the big since the beginning of doing? time has been marketing. And so, like, you know, and again, I know there's this like this, you know, stigma. Everybody's like, oh, if you're that good, people will know. It's like, dude. OK, let me tell you, like, for example, like there is if if. Let's, let's just go a perfect example of this. There's so many people that are listening to this podcast that don't know who Wallenbrock is and that's insane. Yeah. It's wild. Yep. Like, the amount of guys that he's helped and worked with and all those other things and that the public doesn't know who, you know, Craig Wallenbrock is Absolutely. is wild. And so, like, and again, to him, like, he's not a um, very humble guy. Like, uh, you know, for, for my interactions with him, like, it's going to have nothing but great interactions from Craig. Um, and like, very, even to this day, like very open-minded, he listens to a lot of different you know perspectives. Like, oh, that's interesting, and I've seen this in the past, and blah blah blah. Um, but the same thing too. It's just like, dude, if 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 Craig even now like had a membership, or if he had any of these other things, like it would help baseball he would kill so it. much, right? What, and he would kill it. See right? what
1: Tom House has kind of started to do over the last. Uh, Last year, and he's become the most popular pitching coach on Twitter. And even
0: before then, he was traveling around the country and doing camps, and he's promoting. He just wasn't doing it on social media, right? And then he switched to social media and gained a really big following, and puts out a lot of great content, and helps a lot of guys, and um, you know X, Y, and Z, and you know, good for him, you know. And so I think that's that other side of just being like, there's this. uh, I think it almost like at that time of like going back, um, going back in time of this this period where it was like it's like in school we're talking about, it's like, it's like not cool to try. Right. You know, it's like, Oh, I'm so cool. I don't have to post almost this thing or I'm so cool. X, Y, and Z. But I just think on the other side, it's like, dude, like I would have no idea who like Jeff Leach was like without, like, again, I was posting things and quotes and, um, guys swinging and drills they were doing. And they were, uh, you know, like some basic level, like editing skills and production skills that like guys had. And, um, you know, and it's funny now because like, dude, like like if you go find a twelve year old, like you got you got some pretty good editing skills, especially with like TikTok now and everything. This stuff guys can create is
1: recording stuff on the TV with the Vine, bro. A hundred percent. Yeah, it so was just it was a good. way
0: different skill set, and so I think it's just a generational thing that it was like this thing of like, you know, I know back in you know when we we're playing, it was like very like. I remember when I came from Vegas, which Vegas, you know, I was always like it's the lights, it's the presentation, it's like you got to look the part, the right. eye test, you know. And so, um, you know, in Vegas, I came from a very different perspective. I got that early where like Vegas is a marketing machine, like everything is marketing. And so when I grew up, um, with that, like, you know, that marketing kind of, you know, in front of me constantly of like how they grab people's attention and what they did and, you know, X, Y, and Z. I kind of grew up with that, um, glitz and glamor, um, X, you know, it's gotta, if, if you want to be moving if you're handling, you know, millions of dollars, like, you know, and and th- things are changing hands, you got to look the part. Like, if I'm gonna spend a million dollars on this, you got to look the part, right? And so, um, you know, again, when I played, I wore, you know, like bright colors, and I, I you know, my I, I got a, my uh, junior college coach mentioned to me one time. He said. He said, uh, "He's like, why every day that you play, like you got to look like a big leaguer. Why are you got to look like a big leaguer?" And I'm like, trying to fit the part. And he's like, "Well, you're drawing attention to yourself, and it's not good attention." And I'm like, "Any attention is good attention to me. They're looking at me. They weren't looking at me before, you know." So it's just like I and I was always the little guy. I was all right. these other things, like like for sure. And I and I know where he was coming from with it. Like I get the coaching side of like what he was trying to get me to do, but like, you know, again, it was just an overcorrection of this old uh, like mentality of culture wise. Is just like it, I, I think it was more rooted. It sounds, I always say that people try to root things kind of like how you mentioned with social media, people try to root things in this like moral high ground of like, well, I just do that because you know, that's humble. That's humble. That's humble. You need to be humble. And then. But also, too, a lot of times um, it's really hidden behind insecurity. Right. Right. And then there's a lot of people that are really insecure that could be like, oh, he's so humble. And it's like, no, dude, that guy is battling some stuff like he's just really insecure. We just show up in different ways. right? Right. Like, I mean, we all got, you know, insecurity in our own ways and our own life stories and, you know, whatever those things are. But like you know, with that as well, is like, it gets expressed in different ways. Some people express it by being, you know, really insecure. So they get a, you know, um, you know, they show up as, you know, looking humble. And then other people, again, they, they, um, you know, and I know that was, you know, for me as well, it's like when I was doing things and I was X, Y, and Z, it's like, it was significant to me to be like, okay, like, Hey, look at me. I was always class clown on, you know, when I was growing up my whole life. Uh, you know, I was always kind of like spotlight. I always wanted, I was a ham like my right. whole life, you know? And so, um, I never minded, like, you know, getting in front of a camera and getting in front of, you know, recording on a mic, like, that stuff never bothered me. Um, I was used to being in front of people. I was used to being team captain. I was mm-hmm. used to, you know, kind of being in that, that spot. See, you and know? I was,
1: like, the opposite a little bit, where mm-hmm. I was I was all those things, but because I was those things, I was, like, I, was, like, I wasn't... I was shy. Like, I was, like, quieter. Mm-hmm. Like, my demeanor yeah. was just a little bit more controlled, I guess. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, I feel like is kind of continued to be honest you know yep. throughout like my coaching like just my personal like yep. just the way i am as a person is, is yeah. has kind of set you know that's kind of set the way I've, I've developed as a person i guess so
0: yeah yeah
1: it's wild how that yeah.
0: works yeah it's just interesting with social media so so just because your
1: stuff can help people doesn't mean like like it, i'm purposely trying to help you like and again yeah. i'm glad that it does and and yeah. And in the back of my mind, I'm like hoping, like, yeah, dude, I could see how this clip, like, hope maybe it brings clarity to somebody. And sure. Hopefully it does. But yeah. Like, yeah. at the same time, like, peabodybaseball.com, follow you know? Yeah. Go do <laughs> your thing. Yeah. If you really want to learn, yeah, I got something for that like, too.
0: And I I literally, um, I was saying that because we're, we're, we're putting together a post. I was, um, the other day, um, we had a recording while I was having a meeting and I was kind of talking. I was talking through, um, I've been going through this process as well of being like, okay, like, you know, there's nuggets throughout the whole day, right? Like me and you were having conversations earlier. Well, there's like pieces of that. Like someone could really pull from those, you know, parts of our, you know, testimony or where we've been here or what we've done in this area and what we learned in this stuff. Like those are all, you know, you're putting on people on game. Like there's, there's things that you learned that you could take from that stuff. And so I've been leaning more that, um, way for, you know, years and I'm getting closer and closer towards like, you know, more, I don't know if you follow Gary V on, on Instagram or not. I,
1: I I I can't. It's too it's too it's too much. Someone sent me a thing. He was like uh, <laughs> I, I I ripped the flowers out and then I sold it back I was like, no you didn't. Uh, so some of the stuff he says, I'm like, <laughs> no you didn't. But I, I appreciate the energy yeah, and I appreciate no, the message. Yeah.
0: No for sure. And also too, I think the biggest thing that I've stolen from him is document everything, we'll we'll figure out how to use it later. Right. And Eugene was very like that too. Dude, it helped me so much. When I first got over to 108, dude, he had he had um on his iPad like two hour long conversations with some of the best baseball players that I like guys that I've seen on TV and right. all these other things. And I could sit there and listen to the conversation. Like it was so valuable to me. You know, to me, you right. know, and it's just like he never posted it, none of those other things. It was just sitting on his iPad and I'm like, dude, do you have gold just like sitting here. Right. Right. Like this helped me so much. And it's like, this is not, no one knows about this, you know, or again, like back in the day when I was hitting with Jose Canseco and he was helping me, okay. He was helping me. Right. That could have been helping millions of people. Right. Instead, selfishly, you're like harboring it inside. And then that's where I think I get more inspired from the other side. Cause everybody likes the, you know, um, and again, I'm super spiritual, you know, again, and that same, that same side of being like, you know, biblically, like you look at it and you're like, okay, like, you know, everybody quotes everything, like, uh, from the humility side. What's well, also too like, like letting your light shine on that other end. It's like, we're not, we're all built for like different things. And like, uh, like you're saying, like I literally, that video I was talking about the other day where we were running and i was just, you know, documenting a conversation mm-hmm. and there happened to be a nugget in there. And like what I was talking about was the same thing is that I'm just passionately. Like I told you, like I couldn't hit. And I, and I, and I, my work ethic was insane. And I tried and I, you know, I, I, did everything you could do. I t- turned every rock, right? Every rock I could find, I wanted to do it. If it was vision, if it was this, if it was this movement, it was all these other things. And so, um, like I told you, I was like, I did steroids in junior college. Like I did all these things. It was like, I'm, I was not, you know, I I, I don't know if you listen to that podcast series. We did a, a podcast series a while back. It was like, I did steroids and still sucked. Like I did a three-part right. docuseries about how all that <laughs> shit and still sucked, right? And so like, um, I think on the other end of that, it's just like, now I'm like, have that on my heart, like heavy on my heart, where it's just like to, dude, if I got something, like you could have it all. Right. You, you, anything I know, like I'm an open book. I'll give you everything that I know, everything that I'm thinking. Um, I'm not worried about like, you know, uh, scarcity, like that there's all of a sudden I'm not going to have any ideas or you're going to take any of my information. Like I think everybody's well and clear on social media, basically like who I am. Right. Um, and also, uh, what I, you know, the things I'm teaching and X, Y, and Z. Um, and so I think like with that as well, it's just like, you know, I was talking about in in, in that uh, clip that we we're, we were going to post is like, dude, like just like you're saying is like it doesn't fill my cup enough to send all these people to D1 or for them to hit home runs and then to do X, Y and Z and all these things like like I'm so curious, like I'm so passionately curious about. Performance. Right. And I'm so passionately curious about why I couldn't do this and why it worked for me here and it didn't work for me here. And like that process of going back and forth. And like, and in that curiosity, it helps a lot of people because I share everything that I'm curious about. And so I talked about that with um I talked about that with um oh, with Gerald the other day. I was talking about I was like, if you think of somebody like Einstein, kind of like to your point. Um, is like, if you think of somebody like Einstein, like you think he's like, okay, I'm going to go do all these other things and it's going to help the world. And he's like, no, he's passionate about physics, you know, like he really loves physics. Like what he discovers will help a lot of people, but like, that's not, you know, in that same sense of like the drive of like, oh, they're going to use this. And then this one day is going to be these other things. Like, no, that just happened to be a byproduct you know? And so I think it's the same thing as like by sharing your Um, my passions or like your passions or things that you love, like you love, you know, I'm watching the, you know, I take this clip and I watch it back and forth in slow motion a billion times. Well, why don't I just post that clip? Right. It's content, right? Like that might help somebody just that, that visual, whatever I'm looking at, maybe they need to look at too. And obviously there's going to be pushback with, you know, everything, you know, they always say like with anything you do, but um, at the end of the day, like just sharing, you know, and I I have to remind, I've reminded people on social media that a couple of times, and I'm sure you've had to as well is like do like, this is free. Like, I don't owe you anything. Right. Right. Like, I don't, I don't owe you an explanation. I don't owe you, like, this is what I'm doing. Like, anytime I'm giving you, you know, like, when I was younger, there was, there was no, I couldn't h- reach a hitting coordinator right. for a team. I couldn't, an I, 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 I MLB hitting consultant, like, I could talk to, and I could train, and I could do remotely with them, and I, it was, didn't exist. World. Right. So like you have this resource of Twitter. It's like, you know how much Twitter would have helped you or me when I was growing up and all these things you can now get. And, but it it also creates this place of like entitlement, like, like that, uh, someone's posting, like they, they owe you anything. It's like, Oh, well, I'm a little, I'm confused on X, Y, and Z. Like you said. Um, the system. dot farm. Go ahead and you know sign up for our membership. Exactly. You can get into all the courses and and thousands of videos that I have on there of instruction. Uh, you could also come and train here. You could also send in for you know remote training. We also too, our membership is dog cheap. Yeah. You know, uh, so it's like okay, like all those things, like those resources have been created. Um, you know, back in the day, even if I had thousands of dollars, you know, to spend on something, it just didn't exist. And and if you can't afford those things, then Reach out
1: and for sure ask a you know, DM me, and 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 yep. you know, maybe we can have a, a conversation on the phone. Maybe I can slide sure. you a password, yep. But at least, yeah, at least take it that far. Just yep. don't, you know, don't yep. expect me to write a six thread tweet to explain something 100%. that one is really hard to explain via words on Twitter and through sure. something that without
0: a foundation I've or worked my ass
1: off to try to figure out, or you know, I was lucky enough to be in a position to find out. And now, like I said, you know, it's, it's a world that everyone wants in everything for free yeah. just because you struck a chord with an idea of like, Oh, he's made me think, you know, and in, in that clip, but now I need, I need all of it. Now and I'm it's, curious. It's like, yeah. Well, like I cool. said, if you're curious, then yeah, go to the profile and click on the website. hundred <laughs> percent.
0: Yeah. And I, and I also too, like, that's where we've always gone as well. Like, um, like for example, like, you know um our membership wise like going from the uh, from our membership it's like our membership is is it's worked its way up to ten bucks at one point it was like and still we still have users that are paying three dollars and like fifty cents right that when like we first started I think it was like three fifty or something like right. that right and then um you know as we've you know again then it was uh five bucks then it was seven fifty and then now we've worked up to ten but also too it's gotten more expensive because I put in More and more things on there. Like, for example, like our docu series that we put out, right? Like, our docu series is over a six figure project. Like, I've spent over six figures to get that docu series out and marketed and all those other things. And then, like, you want it for free?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, like, and I'm not asking you for a ton of money, right? We're talking about 10 bucks a month or whatever that is. Like, and also, too, with all the resources on there. Now, and that's where I always get it. Like, I could afford. 10 bucks a month when I was in college and dirt poor, like I could have put together 10 bucks. Right. If you you really wanted it, if you really wanted it. So you say it's so valuable to you. And if it's so valuable to you, well then you'll, again, I was digging through the depths like you were right. Like digging through the depths of information to now come and present these things to you. Like I'm studying, you know, quantum physics. I'm, I'm, I'm studying crazy stuff and trying to bring that stuff back in and make it digestible, you know, and bring it back into the sport. And I'm studying all these other sports. I'm spending hours and hours on oh, up till three in the morning and doing this. And you know, hundred hour plus weeks, all these other things, right. To make it for you so you could get it in five minutes. And And it's that's crazy. what,
1: that's what people don't understand. It's like to be able to take someone who put so much effort and time into learning about the swing or learning about ground force. If yeah. you want to, you know, Put yourself in in that in that um you know kind of in that section as far mm. as expertise right yeah. as far as what you've yeah. really as of late have really made it a point to mm. to really understand probably better than anybody when you have that conversation for someone like me who hasn't spent that that time that money mm-hmm. that effort you know that energy to 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 do the things that you've done yeah. to not try to pick your brain yeah you know is 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 stupid of me so to find you know guys like yourself that 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 do that with whether whether it's ground force whether it's the way the body's supposed to you know for sure whatever you want to call it vision you know the mental like you name it yeah spend the money take the time and and and, and the worst case scenario is is yeah you spend some money on something that maybe you didn't think was valuable but the other option was you spend hours and time and and you're you work
0: so yeah because again like even the same thing like i'll be open a lot of times people on social media will ask me like you know what should i read or x y and z because these guys all know uh same uh, the same way and i don't know if you are but like you know and i wasn't um until i got probably midway through college is i became like a really big reader and i read a lot like read my shit man. yeah you know like i read i read a lot and now uh, i don't read as much as i used to but like dude like i love textbooks like i used to buy i remember when i was at 108 i was like buying our players textbooks i'm like look dude you're gonna go sell this back to the the guy for, you know, 20 bucks, I, I was in college, I get it, right, you're right. gonna go sell this book that you bought from them for 350, 400 bucks, and they're gonna buy it back for 20. Right. I'll buy it from you for 60, you, know, you just give me the book, right? So, like, we worked out this thing, and so, like, I have, you know, all these, you know, anatomy books, and skill acquisition, and all these other things that I got into, where it's, like, and again, like, it's okay, like, I don't, people don't need, like, that's my way of loving baseball, right? right? And like, and, and again, like, I, I love all of it, and I, I think when you look at the game and I think if we do a better job of looking at the game from like, dude, and that was the biggest my biggest takeaway when we did the docu series, traveling across the country, meeting all these different levels, meeting all these different coaches. And I and um 90% of the people on the Docu series like I already had personal relationships with. So I've had a lot of these different lenses of how to view, you know, kind of the game from all these different areas. I played junior college division one in AIA. So I got I kind of got a little scope of there um, as well. Um, and then, you know, I was a club ball coach. I was a high school coach. I was a college coach. Um, you know, I did all those, I did all those other things. Um, and so, and then all private sector, right. And like, and kind of have these, all these different, you know, diverse kind of backgrounds of those, these other areas. And so one of the things that I really took away from the docuseries is like that understanding of like, everybody is trying to contribute Um, and they are contributing just in their own way and how you, uh, like to express how you love baseball. And, um, if you want to go and travel to every baseball park and you want to go to, you know, 150 games this year and like, that's you, right. Good for you. Document it, you know, post it to your experiences and who you met and, and, you know, the players you interacted with and what you learned and all these other things like We can't, if I have to live your life to be able to experience what you experience, it's like, man, like we're just missing so much, you know? And I just, I love, I want everybody to share and love the game in their own way and like just... And It's okay, you know, and we're gonna disagree. And there, I mean, disagreeing about baseball. It's like it's like baseball is like they always say like don't talk about uh, what politics and religion, right? And baseball is like a religion, like yep. you know, like like. And so like with that, like there's gonna be disagreements and how we coach and what we think and philosophies and all those other things. And there's nothing wrong with disagreement. Um, and I think too often people shy away from disagreeing. Um, it it's how we disagree, right? You know, and it's nothing wrong. Like um, I've been wrong. Every step of the way, I will continue to be wrong for the rest of my life. I'm trying to be less wrong every day. Yeah. Um, but um, it's not because I'm not willing to take on any new information. Now, if you're being a dickhead, well, then, yeah, that's probably why we're not you know, going to have a conversation, right? But, like, uh, there's nothing wrong with somebody disagreeing or they see it one way or another. Because, you know, when I first got, for example, like, it was really overwhelming. Like, when I got to 108 um, with Eugene and I was like, yo, you're saying the exact opposite Right. of so many things that I was coaching. And then you just told that guy this, and then you said the exact opposite to this guy. Right. And how does that all mix together? And then a guy would take a swing and Eugene would be like, nope. And I'd be like, what did you see? Cause right. I thought that was good. And you said that that was a bad rep and I don't understand why. And I got to watch it in super slow-mo and you can see it just like that. And it's funny because now I do that with Cody, right. you know, and, and I see it split second. He's like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta watch it on video. You know, I can't see it, like how fast you see it. Um, but I think it's that same thing as like, we've gotten, um, to that place where it's like, if we, I want to do this more and this is kind of like where my brain is going is kind of like what we're we're doing now is I would love to have that like Joe Rogan type thing where it's like people come and visit the facility and we have conversations yeah. and people that I disagree with. And we have conversations about why we think this and that. And, document it and talk through those debates and, you know, talk through those things with the, like, I love that stuff. Like it's dope. Not no
1: shitty mediator there. uh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think we've talked about that. Real debater. Yeah. I think, I think that's a big thing. And then you, you've kind of been, like I said, like in that, where have you, um, do you particularly try to stay out of those things or is, that's just more just who you are. You're like ah, I just I just don't. Do it it's a anyways. little
1: bit of both. Um, mm-hmm. A little. I try to stay out of it because I, at the mm-hmm. end of the day, dude, I feel like everybody's right and everybody's wrong. A
0: hundred percent. Like, like mm-hmm.
1: from one extreme as far as yep, you know, swinging down yep. to the other extreme of snapping it. Like, like I could, I could, you know, I see the benefit of both. For sure. So I'm not gonna sit here and shit on one or the other. Yeah. Um. So what I've made it a point to do more re- more so recently is like i'm gonna let i'll let i'll let the best players in the world do the talking mm. not fucking some dude in his basement or some dude in his <laughs> backyard like i'm gonna <laughs> let sure. the best players in the world of yesterday and today yep. do their talking and if you want to shit on it you can go shit on it yeah and you want to deny it you can go deny it but yeah the best players in the world talk about this yeah. and they think about this whether that's Freddie Freeman talking about having a, fre- a boring batting practice yeah. or that's Christian Yelich saying hey Ichiro, Ichiro Suzuki told me that it's okay to hit pull side dingers in batting practice mm-hmm. now whichever wall you know whichever end you want to you want to pick and For you're sure. going to die on go ahead but I'm For from sure. the world of it's okay to do both yep and yep like I said, I just I spent two weeks with Jake Cronenworth right before spring training ended. Mm. And the dude looks for a fastball up and in and tries to hit it off the right field foul pole every single flip, every single swing. Hey. And, and this was like yeah. right in the middle of me, like posting approach and like yep. falling back in love with the Freddie Freeman, bo- yep. bat, boring batting practice. And then Jake Cronenworth yep. walks in, like, yeah, I tried to hit every ball over the fucking right field foul pole, basically. I'm like, Pff fuck boring batting practice yeah, so, so it's hard for like, sure so they all you know so i try to i try to let those guys do the talking and yeah. wherever you're at if you're a player that's going on my page and you're looking for help yep if you see something that strikes a chord like hopefully it does hopefully yeah. watching listening to one quote doesn't confuse you know but yeah. again i can't control it all can. i can do is just say hey
0: yeah and it's not my it like and also too like yo it's confusing for me too because like, I'm not
1: going to pick one. Yeah. That's, that's what and, I'm saying. And, and
0: again, like you're coming across that information too, going like, you know, again, like the same way. Like when I'm when I'm going the information, I'm looking at it. I'm like, OK, like and a lot of times I'm looking at it, for example, like let's say and I, I love to hit things right on the nose. So like, like let's say you look at like, you know, Aaron Judge. Right. And you're or teacher man, Aaron Judge. Right. You take that. And I 100 percent understand why teacher man helped him. Right. He was lunging, pushing his hands. He told him. Just very similar cue I probably would have gave him, which is, you know, some type of stay on your backside, right? Or let's do something, you know, backside orientated, something back leg, something feel like you're swinging from your back leg, all these things. And get the barrel to release, you know, instead of pushing your hands forward first, we got to get the barrel to turn. Some type of cue that would have got that to happen. Hit the catcher in the back of the head, you know, hit the back net before you swing. Crazy stuff, feel like you're casting your hands, whatever that is, right? Mm -hmm. There's a billion different cues you can give. And it really helped him and it cleaned him up hundred percent. Now, you know, again, you go the, you know, extremes of each way. Now there's another guy that's already stuck on his backside. It's already losing his barrel where it's like that cue's going to suck. Right. right? It's going to be really bad for that guy. Right. So in reality, it is it real coaching is all of it. And no coach is trying to make a player worse. Right. So when you take that in, it's just being like, um, you know, and you understand that like with it is, and I mean, Bobby talked about this when we did our uh, podcast at ABCA together was like when he was coming up. He was known – any guy that talks movements, right, first off is like if you're not a C-ball hit ball guy or you're just not just throwing a BP and throwing them flips, then, you know, you're a movement guy. So that's like your one label, right? And then Bobby was a a bat tip, you know, leg kick. You know, he got associated and stuck in that group where like, okay, he loves, you know, leg kicks and, and bat tips, right? Um, but also at the time and so did I Because I posted videos of them A hundred percent Yeah and, and again I think we all fall in love And like when you When you, something's working You're like wow And it's working for a lot of guys Especially if you didn't Understand it before You know it starts to, You start to associate with it And then you realize And you go a little bit Down that branch And you're like Oh okay, there's diminishing returns here and it's not working for everybody. And there's like six out of my guys that this kind of worked with or worked with for two weeks. But then, you know, then it got worse and you know what's going on. Um, and then like you kind of work your way back to center and then you go down another branch and you get too far down that one. And you are like, okay. And then go back but, this but way. I,
1: but I think that's also your, your development as a, as a young coach. That's yeah, still 100%. like, you know, you're not going to make that mistake now because yep. you've been through it. and, and, yep. That's part of kind of, you know, I've heard it when I was young, like, you know, don't, you know, work with older coaches. Mm. And I was like, well, that's bullshit. I'm young. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Mm. as you get older, you can go, okay, I could see, I could see that concept. Obviously, as a young coach, I could give you a million reasons why just working with some old dude is bad. For sure. But you can understand that that trial and error that maybe we have had sometimes and still continue to have, hopefully not as much as we've had in the past. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Which we feel, again terrible about on, on on a million accounts whether it's because we got paid to help someone and we didn't help them whether that yep. kid has spent god knows how much time trying to work on a move or whatever you want to call it yeah that that wasn't maybe the best move for him for sure um you know that's yeah i mean like, it sucks for thing. everybody yeah so. like i
0: mean and I'll, I'll again i'll be first to admit i'd say it all the time i messed up so many hitters again i i, I like i told you i was like i mess up hitters every day right and then i got to clean it back up I gotta clean, you know, fix it. Maybe I coached them out of something that they were already doing really well, and in, in search of trying to help them in another area, right. I messed up something else that they were doing really well. Um, and then, you know, you're 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 learning through that process and through that trial and error. It's like, but now I can help so many guys because we were trying to, you know, help fix these guys. If you don't do anything, like, well, you're also not really helping either, right? Like, it's part of the process is that you're going to fail. You're gonna you're going to view um, every coach. There's never. There's not one coach out there right now that is not hurting a player. Well, in some way, in some capacity, they are. That's why it's so important that
1: you know the player. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that when I talked to Bobby um, that he brought up that I, that I use with guys is, is talking about, like, he talks a lot about players hitting to their personality, right? Mm-hmm. And for you as a coach to coach, you know, a player to his personality, you have to know that player. And for me, my first lessons with guys – you know sometimes guys come in they're like you know oh, peabody you know he's gonna mm-hmm. he's gonna get me right and like you said the first lessons are a little awkward because it's like dude like you have these expectations like you're struggling you're this or that you're not doing this mm-hmm. and you know i'm gonna come and help you but at the same time like i don't know you mm-hmm. like i've never watched you hit in a game i've seen maybe one game swing whether it's you at your worst or you at your best it's hard to
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's kind of hard to judge so again like getting to know that person, and getting to really see his, to see mm-hmm. what his swing really looks like yeah, um, is so important for me as, as, as a coach early. Yeah. um, And, and like I said, as a coach, because I want to make sure that we do everything right to begin with. And even like I said, as a business in the sense of like, look, I have, I have someone that's coming here expecting something and yeah. I want to deliver. Yeah. But in that process of trying to deliver, yeah you know, I don't, well, and I, I, I screw would, the kid up.
0: Yeah. I would argue with that as like, that is you delivering for him, Right. Like that's right. your process. Right. And for me, uh, for me, it also, another end is that it's like, it's, it's weird. I think like how my brain works, I almost like, uh, you ever seen that show house, mm-hmm. right. You know how like he doesn't get really personal with right. the thing is like, that's why I think for me, like, I almost have to like look at it objectively and just be like, okay, like, you know, cause uh, I had this, um, conversation with, uh, uh, Jim, I think his last name is Rickon. Um, I just met him, like I've kind of been talking to him on social media a little bit, but I had met him, he kind of went over the reds now he's the hitting coordinator right. with them. And we were talking about that. And I said, he's like, you know, like there's all these dynamics, like, you know, maybe, you know, he's moving like this because, uh, you know, uh, him and his girlfriend broke up and, you know, he starts going into all these individual things. And I'm like, well, here's my other side of how I look at it. Right. Too, as well as like, you know, um, he's been moving like that for three years and he broke up with his girlfriend and then, you know, his dad was there and his dad wasn't there. And then, you know, uh, he also, even when he was hitting, well, he was still doing the same exact thing that he was doing. Like, you know, then, and all these, these signatures and things that I'm like, I'm still like seeing with them is like, um, he wasn't, Yes, he was hot, but he was hot because he was facing three, four, five, three, four, five, you know, and then, you know, three, four, you know, back to back to back within these couple series. So he's hot because he's not facing anybody that's that good. It's not exposing him. So you, you, uh, when I, how I look at movement and how I look in those other things, and it's, it's not that you don't need a, you know, gem and how he talked. like, hell yeah, we need gems. I got for sure need him as well right like all those other things that's more information that mm-hmm. i want to know what's going on um especially if it's something like all of a sudden you know it just these things started happening but like also too like we have you know movement signatures and like how um you know it, is this just a one off right in this one swing am i judging this one swing or is again like this is why he averages 220 right right is like and so like that's where i get into things it's like in any scenario if he's still doing the same thing and especially to like professional athletes, like they're very consistent, you know, even if it's consistently shitty, right? right. Like they're consistently doing the same movements over and over and over again. I always say like, for example, like um, there's some correlations here, right? Like for my pro guys, we get into uh, minor league, uh, my minor leaguers or anything like that come in. If they're, when they're hitting off of a tee, they're usually within three miles an hour on every ball that they hit off the tee. Right. Right. If, if, you know, Tommy Pham comes in this off season, right? When he hits off the tee, right? The first ball he hits, uh, I'm sorry, between his balls off the tee, he was seven miles an hour different between balls he was hitting off the tee. And he was, it wasn't like he moved the tee and was like, okay, this is a different location. Same location, same ball, was trying to do the same thing, right? Right, But there's a difference of seven miles an hour off the That's a red flag for me, right? That there's something going on, right? Because even my minor leaguers don't have that, right? right? So like, when you, when I started going down, like everybody's process is different. Like in my brain, so like analytical and I, like how I think in that, that same way, the same things that got me in trouble when I was a player. Right. Because, um, I'm such a thinker where like on the field, I didn't you have can't. time. I couldn't do that. Right. Right. And so I, I'm a, uh, I needed to reflect. I always needed to reflect. And I was like this deep process, um, uh, which is amazing for me as a coach because I'm not, I don't have this, you know, millisecond to make a decision and do these other things, you know, and I had to break some of those bonds. But like, I think that was the same thing as like what hurt me as a player. That's what makes me who I am as a coach, Absolutely, you know? And so, um, and I think that's like that, that bigger piece of tying all that together. And also too, what got me in trouble when I was in high school, is what makes me money as a business guy, yeah. right? I was outspoken. I was class clown. Like, again, like I, I didn't, uh, just because, you know, some, somebody was a teacher, like I would challenge things and I'd be like, oh, well, I don't really agree with that. And next, you know, like, you know, and right. where they didn't like that, right? Like, and I, sometimes I was wrong. Majority of the time I was wrong, right? When it's something I didn't agree with, but I was willing to like ask why and say, hey, I don't agree with this because of these other things. Um, and because of that, that also too is created that more like innovator like mine in my head of like challenging things. And just because you're the hitting coach for the X, Y, and Z, or just because you're Aaron judge and you hit home runs, that that means that that's how we should all move. Or, right. you know, it, it, there's a challenge uh, that comes in there where it's like, I don't care about your status. Doesn't matter to me. You know, it, it, uh, your prestige doesn't matter to me what you've achieved in the past. Like, um, is, and what you've done for other people for sure. That points me to that. There's like, for example, you take somebody like Wallenbrock He's helped a lot of guys. He's also not had success with a lot of guys. Absolutely. Lotta, same thing. Teacher man, same thing. Me, same thing. Eugene, same thing. Donny Acker, same thing. You, same thing, right? Like, okay, well, some guys are more successful with more guys than other guys, uh, but all of us in some degree are not reaching every player. Absolutely, 100%. Right? So that means that there's that room there for us to learn from one another. And, okay, well, uh, you know, why is this guy, oh, you know, why does Gradam always have success with these certain types of guys right right and why does he not have success with these other guys and like learning all of that and unwrapping all of that i think is is so big and so like that's where um like you said it's just like everybody's process is is different right when someone comes and hits with you and they come hit with me like it's gonna be different right Absolutely. and um i might be able to help them or i might not be able to help them and they or and i uh i did this at one point i was out in uh, orlando and we went by uh, what's his name's house um, who was the Nationals a manager for a really long time? Oh, um, David. Yes, David, Johnson, David Johnson. So we went to David Johnson's house, and he's, you know, coached and played and been around a lot of really great players, some yeah. of the best of can, all time, right? Like, like
1: junior, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean he was on and on. Yeah,
0: he was with uh, he had uh, the Mets, the yeah,
1: Orioles, the Indians,
0: yep, and then he also, um, I want to say he know. batted behind um, um, the top hitter uh, of all time in Japan. What, is, what was his name? Uh, Torio or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what we're talking yeah, about. Everybody, they'll, 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 they'll be able... You know don't what I'm talking me. about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't cancel me. <laughs> Yeah, no, him, right? So, like... You know, he batted behind him when he, like, broke the record. And also, too, um, he either was – something with bonds, too, right? So, like, you know, I don't know when he was playing or or he's coaching and there was – you know, they were together. And he was talking about, like, all these different things. And we were going – you know, talking through all these different ways. And I was taking these bits of information and connecting these dots of, like, why certain things might have worked for certain guys and why they felt certain things. Um, And we walked out. And when we left, I remember talking to uh, to KD with Baseball Cloud. You know, I was talking to him and I said, you know – um, I know the body times five thousand than Davy Johnson I know biomechanics times five thousand than Davey Johnson I know all these other things but if we bore forker the hitter and Davy Johnson could get him the hit and I can't get him to hit well then he was a better hitting coach for that guy right. and and that's all that matters right if he got him to think about his left pinky toe and that got him to hit great if he got him the, you know he he got him there by how he talked with them you know through his process and his head and all these other things and he got him to do it Great Then he got them to produce, right? right? Like it doesn't matter how you get him there. Like it's just everybody has their own process. We all steal from each other's process, but like it's different and we have our own process for a reason, you know? And that's
1: why having conversations like this and 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 building relationships with with different people are so important for me because especially in the social media world, everyone I feel like a lot of people who are popular kind of have a thing right whether Mm. it's the tip guy Mm -hmm. whether it's i'm the the kickback guy whether it's the the kickback guy
0: which is funny because it was more eugene than you know i i i think uh like to to that point like that was one of the things that uh i brought up with um with bobby when we talked about that it was like um a lot of my guys don't kick back right um but i get known as the kickback guy uh because one, I defend kickbacks all the time because there's so many people that are against them. Exactly. Right. And there's so many people that are against leg kicks and bat, and bat tips. And
1: now you become
0: that guy because back, I'm always that's the and I because always because
1: you're defending
0: it. Exactly. 100. And I go and that's where everybody and I'm also passionate about it because I didn't kick back when I played. Right. right? Because it's something I learned and again and for so many guys and a lot of things that we do, it's like it's such a great um, option and also understanding why it happens, the science behind it that it's not a bad move. And let's stop coaching people out of it. Right. Like this there, let's just stop coaching people out of it.
1: You scap load and you kick back. It's yeah. okay. You yeah. Just, it's, we might not do okay. it all to the biggest scale, but like for sure. a little scap load yeah. and a little scissor think? kick is uh, a yeah, is, is pretty natural amongst yeah. a lot of hitters. Yeah. Right?
0: And also too, right. Maybe again for certain guys, maybe we're not talking about a kickback at all, but he's kicking back or I don't talk to him about a scap load at all. And he, He's got, or and or again, I tell him a scap load and it's terrible for him, and he starts burying his hands behind his body, and he now he's getting dragging his barrel. Okay, well then maybe I'm not going to tell that guy anything about a scap load, right? Like it's like I use all of it, right? But
1: God forbid he needs to work on it, and his high school coach finds out that he's working on it, and yeah, 100, he's, he's he's in deep shit. Yeah, and, and
0: like, so and that's where I think the same thing, and also too, because they become uh, the how social media works as well. When you like actually look into like algorithms and all those other things, it's like, okay, anything that's controversial and there's like, you know, a back and forth and there's more, you know, comments and all those other things, the algorithm promotes it. So now that tweet goes viral. Right. Right. And everybody sees this other one. Well, how about, and I posted that the other day. It's like, I, I posted another one. I'm like, this one won't go viral because I'm not saying anything that anybody doesn't agree with. It right. doesn't disagree with. And it's so neutral between, you know, like, yeah, you don't need a kickback right? And I'll repeat it a couple times. Like, you don't need a kickback, right? But you need to understand why and when it happens. And when you understand why and when it happens, then um, it also, then you can understand when it doesn't need to, right? Right, And how important that is. But that's not the mega retweet. That's not the one that's going to go viral because that's not controversial, right? Right. But you'll see the other one where I'm defending a kickback and somebody's arguing back and forth, okay, that one will blow up. And But you don't see the opposite side, even though I'm talking about both and I might be talking about them both just as much. You just don't see those other, those other posts because you see the ones that people have problem with or people love the most and they're passionate about another thing and you build these little camps and, you know, all those things. So I think it's like uh, just from that same side is like, you know, uh, as you're putting things out, as, you know, marketing, how it just works in general, you get uh, branded and associated with certain things. And also, too, certain points in your life, certain things are, you're passionate about. You
1: you become like, you know, I always say there's there's a bunch of different branches to to the tree of hitting. And and sometimes we hang, you know, we we become more interested in a, in a certain branch for a certain amount of time for because sure. it just strikes a chord with it with us, whether we yeah. just we understand it a little bit deeper. We just saw something that just we just gravitate towards it for an extended period amount of time. Um, and again, maybe not always right, because, you know may push it on certain guys but yep. at the end of the day that's what it is man we're we, you know we're passionate about hitting and like I said there's there's multiple things to it and we're just not stuck on one part of it and yeah or sometimes we are but it's 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 not the, the yep. traditional part of it
0: so for sure yeah I think that's big yeah no the um yeah so as we start to wrap up one of the questions uh, I also wanted to ask you kind of like there as well is when you when you look at the the game now, um, when you look at the game like you know now and like where it is, what are your thoughts on, you know, just like the state of baseball like all around? Like you know, are you um, super juiced about like kind of where it's going, or you know, you're thinking, is there certain pieces that you you miss? You know, what, where where do you, you kind of see where do you sit with the, the um, game when you look at it?
1: It's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of change. Yeah, um, especially kind of coming off of the last couple of days with the with the Giants and the Padres. Um, you know, I understand the old school mentality, mm-hmm. um, but I also I've said this forever is like name an unwritten rule in baseball that favors the that favors the hitter. You know, they all hurt the hitter, every single one of them, and mm. that's where that's th- interesting the defense of like you know some of these unwritten rules is is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, and so I I could see that. Um, yeah. So as a hitter, I'm you know, and I think I I could see that coming because of money. Yeah, you know, it's like guys are going to give up at bats. Yeah, you know, you're playing the third baseman back, so I don't get a hit. Yeah, and now that hit.
0: Yeah, now he's defending me. Yeah, it's it's like a it's like a shift. It's just like if he's well, playing in to defend a bunt. I, I yeah. was just
1: doing a simple thing with my son about on base percentage, but just like yeah. you getting on base one time compared to making out. You know, it's, there's a big difference between you know between that and yeah. um i think like i said the score sometimes the score shouldn't dictate you know how i get on base well you especially
0: know. in those games and i know this wasn't the exact situation but especially in those games some of those guys like that's when they're finally getting ab's right right so Absolutely. they're finally getting especially an ab like League. yo i i finally i finally get a Beginning chance to get in the, the game season. i'm trying to i'm trying to get you know get my reps in. Um, and like, you know, either stay on the squad or get paid or have some, get traded and go play somewhere else or, you know, whatever that is. And, you know, uh, for example, you know, uh, like, let's say like, you know, taking a three Oh strike back in the day, it was just like the pitcher would take it off and pump one right down the middle. And it's just like, why do we even have that pitch? It's just like, if everybody's going to take, when we start three yeah. we one, we're
1: going to get to three zero. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> just get to and a 3-1 and count.
0: and you know, and that's been happening. For example, like it's happened a lot this year, and people miss, especially if you don't watch uh, college. Like that's happening way more. Like now, like uh, it was like same thing. I saw the other day. Like Taylor Pleasance over at LSU. Same thing. It's like three zero. You're not going to just pipe. You know, me, the best player. You know, again, I'm supposed to be. We'll see how she ends up finishing it up, right? But the, she was preseason All American, supposed to be preseason player, you know, was play, preseason player of the year, all this stuff. And like 3 you're just going to pipe me one right down the middle. And, you know, I'm just supposed to take it because someone at some point, historically, we just said that we were going to take this pitch. Dictator, when the beginning of the year, you know, again, a lot of people don't know this part too. At the beginning of the year, like she was also struggling. She had a player, uh, one of her teammates stepped on her hand. Like first game of the year, one of her teammates stepped on her hand and was literally hitting with one hand, basically for the first. I think it was like her first like 40 abs. She was. You can go back and look. She's like literally only swinging with like her bottom hand. She didn't have a top hand for like her first like 40 abs. Right. It's just like well, that's a big deal, yeah. right? And, and 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 when she's making up for those abs, and then like again now we're an SEC play, and I'm supposed to take a a three o, you know, right down the middle because because of some unwritten rules right. that and, no one has and
1: back it up with a three, one, you know, like whatever. a better pitch that you locate 100%. on the outside corner. Now it's yeah. three, two, and umpire makes now a bad I'll call. Fuck. Whatever you know what I'm saying. <laughs> That's over. Yeah. So like I said, I love that. You know, I don't love it. You know, it's, you know, I'm happy that, that, that yeah. people are kind of waking up to, Yeah, you know, and, and at the same time, like, you know when is a game over you know my, one of my best friends growing you know in the minor leagues and you know after after baseball was Nigel Morgan mm. and like historically known for fucking tearing up catchers yeah. fucking stealing and yeah. and but it's like if you look at some of those situations he was in mm. it's like in particular, he got he got bean for fucking stealing for stealing in a, in a game that was unnecessary and it was like dude they won the game by like 3 runs yeah 100%. But you know, in the fifth inning, it was an ass whooping, and he didn't want him to steal. And now, you know, yeah, now all of a sudden it's the thing. He hit a grand and slam, and now you yeah, know, the game's like, yeah, the game is different. Yeah,
0: and I and I think there's, I think there is a, a time and a place where things. I'm like, oh, okay, because even the other day, like with the bunt, right, like the bunt the other day, I was like, well, was it the team that was down or the team that because that's also a rally starter, right? Like guys are playing back, they start sitting down because oh we're up eight runs and right. got and psh, drop it down boom i get the, the whole dugout goes nuts next guy comes up hits a double boom i score like all of a sudden you got you know this this Which rally would, starts going yeah. never happened
1: that way right, right? <laughs> you're down by eight you're swinging it. yeah
0: 100 right and so like that's the other thing is like again for certain guys right like if i'm coming up dude and i'm 0 for 20 and this guy's gonna play me back because they're up eight like and that's part of my game like i used to always say like cuz i did that i would hit a jack and then my next day I'd, be, I'd drop a bunt. Okay. i drop a drag and be like cuz they'd be playing me back in the six hole or whatever and i'm like no you got to defend all parts of my game you know like if you're in basketball right if you're going to give me the lane or like i'm going to go take the lane right if you're going to give me the three then i could shoot the three i'm going to shoot the three right like it's just like at it's what if you're going to leave it like you got to you got to play me and if you give it to me like again like i'm going to i'm going to put up 50
1: the last 20 seconds of a basketball game holding the ball is a little different than the last hour and a half or the last Mm. four innings of a baseball game. For sure. Like that's a half. That's like saying, Hey, at halftime, yeah, we're going to quit playing basically. Yeah. Um, After the third quarter, we're going to just,
0: for sure. I think it's also how people view like bunts, stuff like that, right? Like you view a bun as like a cheap hit when in reality, like, I mean, it's a skill. Like right. it, it is, it is, it, especially in major leagues with what's going on with pitching now and all those other things. It's not like, you know, drop a, a good bunt. Is I think the truth up.
1: of it is in that situation, it's just frustrating. Yes. You're, you're getting Emotional. your ass kicked and now all of a sudden, you know, it's, you feel like it's a, it's a cheap shot and you know, we're, we're, you know, we're men and you need to get on the, yeah, the manly on our, way and yes. hitting it hard and yeah. all that.
0: Um, yeah. It's an interesting piece. You know, I also but, thought it was interesting. If you actually go back and look at the film, I was looking at this other day. Show Cody is, it looked like Kapler kind of got on him when he got back he in the dugout. He got on him, but then when he got on TV, he defended him. And I was like, "Leader, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just an interesting thing. Like, we had a conversation, um, you know, but at the same time, like. I'm not going to shit on my guys. Yeah, I'm not going to shit on my guy, but also at the same time, like, you know play the damn game and let me
1: bring something to light too. that like yeah in the in the in the the, we do plan on beating the shit out of some guys and in the sixth inning when we're doing it don't don't play back if if you think the game it's like here's your warning throughout the rest of the year yeah but i overall i think the game is i think it's awesome man it's baseball man guys are bigger faster stronger you know scary like i said i have a 10 year old kid and it's scary that i'm thinking about trying to make him a hitter watching what pitchers are throwing
0: yeah um multiple starters dude i was watching uh the braves this past weekend it's like their first three dudes i'm like jeez. like it's yeah their pitching is just like Disgusting. It, it's
1: it's it's wild pitching is you know but again watching some of the hitters seeing what they're able to do and the way yeah. they're able to lock in and um it's 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 impressive so yeah. um what do you yeah. got on,
0: what do you got on the what do you got on the uh the bat flips and uh the celebrations.
1: I'm all for like I was again I was having this conversation. I just like it's all about like celebrate your victories, yep. you know. And you know, when they start throwing bats towards pitchers and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, there's a
0: difference between showing somebody up and celebrating, I think too. Yeah. Some people take take it a little too far. You're gonna know where to have some feel. Yeah. But. but I'm all for it, man. Like I
1: said, I you know, you know, this game is hard and you never know when your last day is gonna be and mm. to put your head down and just run because and, and yeah. because someone told you that's they because it makes do, them feel better, yeah, you know. And the pitchers, you know, again, I hate pitchers. That's something that you know, I hate pitchers, man. Yeah. I, I would hate to be a catcher because you have that, like, you have to like them, right? Yeah. But, um, and pitchers hate hitters, you know, at least yeah. good ones do. So yeah, it's sure. like, what are we sitting here acting like? I'm not trying to disrespect you, like, I don't give a fuck if I disrespect you. <laughs> The whole plan was to was to was to hurt your feelings yeah. and to hurt your mom's feelings. Yeah, and I was trying
0: to I was trying to make you pick a different sport. Yeah, this so is the shit that we talk about. Yeah. like, yo,
1: like literally, like yeah. hurt his like make his family sad for him. And, yeah. like I did it, and I don't care. and yeah. next time, like if you want to go the bitch way and hit me because you can't get me out, but why don't you get me out and we'll good. pump your glove, dude, and, and give sure. it back to me, dude? There's, so, for sure. you know, I feel like. That that to me is a little odd. The 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 the, the not willing to like well, kind of compete and see it that way, but
0: yeah, and I I I think it's like the same thing. Kind of you say like everything's kind of against the hitter. It's like you get to throw at me. <laughs> And I don't get to do well, anything. Imagine if I, I threw a
1: bat at you after you hit me with a baseball, 100%, 100%. dude. I'm going to jail for... Or,
0: or, or like, you know, when uh, I remember when Harper charged him out a couple of years ago and he threw his helmet and right. he, missed, he missed him. But it's like, same thing. It's like, you just threw a 90-something mile an hour fastball at my like, upper ribs, you know, or towards my head, you know, and, and I threw my helmet at you and everybody's freaking out because I threw my helmet at you. He's like, bro, you just threw a 98 mile an hour, you know, heater at my ribs. Like, you could have broke my, you know, could have broke my ribs or... That's like, why McCutcheon's like, the McCutcheon's man. McCutcheon's thing, yeah. That's why he's exactly. the man. Because yeah. it's
1: like, I was hit saying me, this. Hit me. Like yeah. bro, like you have one shot. If like it, I was telling, you, like dude, you, kangaroo court me, find me. If mm. if I don't hit him after one, like I'm not throwing it twice. Yeah, I have one shot to hit it. Yeah, and or even if they
0: didn't throw that, he threw that like slider cutter first pitch. Like, and you saw Kutch was like off the plate, right? He, and then they set up way outside. He goes there, right? And then they throw another pitch, right? It's like okay, like, and I I get where Kutch was going because I honestly I was trying to figure out where his head was at, mm-hmm. and when he explained it. When he explained why he was upset and then I went and watched, because, you know, on, on TV a lot of times they'll just show you he throws the ball at him, and then now Cutch is yelling back and right. doing whatever, and you don't know what he's saying at the time, right? That's why I like John Boy's stuff when Comedy. he comes back. Yeah, he's, he's great. So, like, that's, when, I, that's when, I, when you look back and you actually get all the context and being like, yeah, dude, if I get up there and you throw me slider, you know, or cutter or whatever down and away, like first pitch, and then I start doing whatever, and then you come up and in and do whatever, it's like, no, just, if you're going to come after me, then throw at me. And That's and it.
1: and this is where, you know, n- you know, having that DH like, because the best the best hitters are gonna get hurt. Yep. Pitchers and hitters need it, it. It it needs to be like sticky stuff. Like, yeah. hit, Pitchers need to be understand that their hitters are bat flipping and talking shit. Yep. And the other team is gonna do the same thing. So yep. you can't you can't sit there and and drill guys because the other team is doing what your team does.
0: Yeah. And and also too, I mean, like I always think it's like it really becomes an emotional thing where, like, your feelings got hurt, right? He pimped a home run. You, got, you were already mad because he hit a home run. He must have did it really well, too. Right, yeah, <laughs> you know, and then, and then you got emotional, right? And, and it got to you. You right. got triggered, right? And so, like, you got also another end that. And also, too, I always, see it, I always see it from the bigger picture, too. Like, maybe we need to clear benches. That's part of the game, too. Maybe we need to get each other's. The, or maybe, face. We,
1: maybe we maybe you really need to stick to not clearing benches and let the hitter and the pitcher just throw hands or whatever. <laughs> but like,
0: just let them let us just let go hockey rules. Something's just let gotta to eat. change. I'm tired. Let it, you know, let it
1: eat. it's like. The baseball fights are the
0: worst. And uh, no, the baseball fights it's, are funny because most eye-watch. people are running in, and then he's like pushing his friend on the other team, you don't and want he's just
1: to like, "It's like, bro,
0: yeah, stop, yeah, either fight or don't fight." You guys aren't that far away. You guys can, yeah. If you guys wanted to punch each other, you would, yeah, for sure. It's so definitely, yeah, uh, figure it out. Yeah, and the, the bullpen runs in. They get there twenty minutes late, and then they got to run all the way back. It's kind of rough. And then you got eight guys. You know, yeah, hanging I'll, out, I'll talking about in. what they're
1: gonna do after the
0: club, after. And yeah, yeah. Can I get your jersey after? One hundred percent. Yeah. But, so, I, I, yeah, that's definitely some of those things. I think, I think that's the, the thing with like, you know within the game, everything kind of, not things for us to, really figure out. Anyways, I'm sure you know MLB and everybody's listening to this podcast, trying to figure out how right. they're gonna make their next move. Of course, um, but you know, I think of the same thing, kind of that that same way. It's like there is. And it's just always this. I always think with, like, rules or unwritten rules or things we've accepted, because I even said the same thing. When I first saw Homeboy kind of drop his bunt and did that, right, or even when I saw Kutch get hit, right, my first initial reaction was just, like, yeah, it's part of the game, like, you're going to get hit, right? And Kutch was saying the same thing. Like, I know I'm going to get hit. I was down to get hit. Um, you know, it's just how he did it. Um, and I'm like, yeah, like, it makes sense. After I heard him plead his case, I'm like, all right, I changed my mind on that, right? And the same thing with, like, the bunt, right? It's like, and then I, had, I heard Kaplan talk, it, I'm like, I mean, that is true. I mean, we are yeah. playing a game, you know. And yeah. then also, too, I mean, I've seen games where it's, you know, seven run swings, and it's like, you know, what just happened? And, you know, you know we are in a game where guys are hitting jacks, and, you know, you know I'm supposed to pitch my, my worst guy against you, or, you know, what do you, what do you want me to do? And, um, yeah, it just happens. And it's we're, part of the game.
1: we're playing. We're in it for 162. Yeah. You know, and. For sure you know we're trying to win everything and if yeah. i can save you know if i can save arms by adding extra runs in out in this inning and yep. throw my my worst you know whatever but yep. we're trying to win man for sure
0: and it just is it is what it is yeah so uh for the people uh for my audience certain people i don't know listen if my audience doesn't follow you then i'm just disappointed but if they do want to follow you, want you to drop, you know, how they can get. I know you dropped the, the website a couple of times, but if just they just simple, want to
1: just Peabody at Peabody Baseball on Twitter is really the biggest one. Um, everything else is kind of personal. Even the yep. website is kind of, you know, it's just mainly there for you to text mm-hmm. me to, or to email me to uh, to hook up for lessons. So, yep. as far as like the the personal stuff or uh, like the, the the quote unquote mm-hmm. in depth stuff, yep. uh, that's all on Twitter um, yep. at Peabody Baseball.
0: Yep, love it. No, well I appreciate you stopping by. It won't be the last. No, you, man, no, you're here now. You gotta, you yeah, gotta come sneak in now every time. Yeah, no,
1: nah, I know where you're at. Yeah. Right by the airport on my way to on my way to the MGM and There you uh, go. To to the city, yeah. That's you what I tell it.
0: guys. If you leave from here five minutes, boom, already on the plane. It's yeah. it's we're right around the corner.
1: No, it's yeah. It's great, man. It's beautiful. Congratulations, it. man. Congratulations. I appreciate it's, it. Appreciate it. It's an
0: awesome setup. Appreciate it. Well, all right, y'all. Well, until next time, farm system out.